0: Shalom everyone, good evening to all, thank you for connecting tonight on another week as we study the Parsha of the week and we just share thoughts on the weekly Torah portion and um, I'm really excited because um, we are approaching the first Fall Feast Um. It's Yom Teruah, which is also known as Feast of Trumpets. And so it's a it's a time to rejoice. Amen. It's a time to rejoice because we, we know that we are blessed and anticipating the return of our groom, of our king. Amen. And so thank you again for joining. I'm going to give you all a couple moments to get situated and get your pens, your notebooks, your Bibles. Also, uh, take this moment to share the teaching with someone. Um, I'm going to give a couple moments before we begin and, uh, you know, we begin to pray to to share the word tonight. So go ahead and um, grab everything you need to grab and share this teaching. Amen. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to talk about his word and talk about it freely. Amen. So we'll give a couple moments. Also, I'm going to get my notes ready here. Amen. 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 For those of you jumping on, welcome, welcome. Just giving a couple moments. So for those who are jumping on and are new to our recordings on Thursdays, we usually get together on Thursdays here on YouTube and we share thoughts on the week on you know on the weekly Torah portion. And so I have the privilege of sharing thoughts on Kitavo, which is there on your screen. And um, for those who do not know our ministry, it is in One Spirit Miami Church. We are located in the area of Hialeah and our address is 5921 northwest 176th street we are in suite 6 and it's Hialeah Florida 33015 we are a torah observant um, community and so we strive to abide by the commandments of the lord amen we observe his biblical feasts and we gather on shabbat the biblical shabbat saturday we believe in jesus yeshua the messiah amen and we strive to walk like him to the best of our ability and with the help of the spirit amen Um, we are not jewish but we know that we are grafted into the jewish nation and um and because of that we rejoice because we know that we become one body and that is who Joshua is coming back for. Amen. One body, one nation. And so with that being said, um, if you want to know a little bit more about our ministry, if you're new um, to our, pod, our podcast or our YouTube recordings, you can look us up at inonespiritchurch.com. inonespiritchurch.com. And you can read a little bit about what um, we believe and also hear other teachings that we've shared on youtube you can also find us on youtube like you are on today and we are also on instagram and facebook in one spirit miami church so we do have several i believe 14 different podcasts um so if any of the sisters that are connected can write those podcasts on a, on the list in the chat below that would greatly greatly be appreciated Amen. So we are we're pretty we're 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 well-rounded when it comes to um, different platforms so we can share the truth on these different platforms. Amen. So without further ado, again, thank you, everyone, for joining. Let's go ahead and begin with prayer. And we're going to jump right into this week's Parsha. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity that you have blessed us with to study your word To study the guide that you have left us, Father, to abide by, to walk in abundance in this life, Father God. We thank you for your spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. We thank you because your spirit speaks to us, Father. And if we shema, if we hear and we obey, Father, we will walk in the blessings that you have laid out in your word for us to walk in. Father, I thank you for everyone that is connected. Thank you for the feasts that we are about to step in. Thank you for your love and your mercy, Father. There are new every single morning for each and every one of us. Thank you for forgiveness, Father, because when we teshuvah wholeheartedly and we repent and we return to you, Lord, you embrace us with open arms, just like the prodigal son. Thank you, Father, for the the manna that you give us daily, which is your word. Thank you for your Son Yeshua, who laid his life all, who laid his life out for each and every one of us and became a substitute for us so that we would not have to endure the stake father the cross father i thank you for sharing your word is never taken for granted father it is a privilege and for that we give you all the glory and all the praise in Yeshua's name amen amen and amen so as you see on your screen the torah portion the name of the torah portion is kitabo and it means to enter Amen. It's when you enter is what Kitavo means. Now, you also see on your screen the different uh, uh, um, scriptures that this whole entire portion covers. You'll see that it covers Deuteronomy 26, verse two, all the way through Deuteronomy verse, uh, chapter 29, verse nine. So it's a lengthy portion. It also covers Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 22. And I have here in my notes that it also covers Luke 24, verses 44 through 53. And there on your screen, also Romans chapter 11, verses 1 through 15. So all of these readings cover um, this Parsha Kitavo. Now, Deuteronomy 26 begins with the 15th reading from the torah this is the 15th reading of the torah now we are about to conclude the cycle shortly Uh, we are about to conclude the cycle of the torah reading and then we go right back to the beginning amen so it this is the 15th reading from the torah portion and it begins with then it shall be when you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance. That's where we get the Hebrew word kitavo, which means when you enter, because that is how Deuteronomy 26 of this portion begins. It begins by saying, then it shall be when you enter the land, you see kitavo right there, which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance. Okay, so in the Hebrew, the word means when you enter that word kitavo means when you enter now this portion begins with laws regarding first fruits and tithing then it goes on to discuss covenant renewal after which and then after moses recites the blessing that is guaranteed for obedience and the curses that is that is guaranteed for disobedience now This entire portion, because it's so lengthy, it covers a lot of things. But I'd like to just talk about the blessing and the curses. Amen. So after listing the blessings, all the blessings and all the curses, after listing the blessings, which God will reward the people when they follow the laws and the Torah. Moses also gives a long, harsh account of the bad things talks about illness, famine, poverty, exile. He lists a long account of bad things. And he says that it this shall befall on the people of God. This is the curse. This shall befall on the people of God if they choose to abandon God's commandments. So Moses concludes by telling the people that only today 40 years after the birth as a people have they attained a heart to know eyes to see and ears to hear now that spoke to me because we could walk with the lord for centuries and only on at the end of of our journey or towards the end of our journey will we get close to attaining a heart to know eyes to see and ears to hear what the lord is truly saying but along our journey we hit a lot of bumps in the road. We even hit our head against the wall a couple of times. Amen. So in this portion, we see in Deuteronomy 28, all the curses and all the the, the, the blessings. And the blessings come with obedience and curses come with disobedience. Now, the Newer Testament or the Renewed Testament states that God has blessed believers with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in messiah that's very key in messiah and that is ephesians 1 3 so he blessed believers with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in messiah now this is a very powerful concept beloved because that shows that all that god promised israel back then in the older testament or in the original testament is also a blessing today for those who cling to messiah and are in messiah the key to walking on a walking in abundance spiritually is to be in messiah and we'll develop this a little bit more as we move along now we can experience blessings when we walk with joshua in his commandments this is what people don't understand That we can experience all these blessings that deuteronomy 28 talks about when we walk with joshua in his commandments all of these blessings come upon you and overtake you if you obey god your elohim says deuteronomy 28 verse 2 i'm going to read that again deuteronomy 28 verse 2 says all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey god your elohim so Why do we strive in One Spirit Miami Church to walk in the commandments of the Lord? Because we want the blessings that Deuteronomy 28 talks about to fall upon us and overtake us. We will never get the Torah 100% correct. We only strive to walk in obedience. We fall short every day. But what, what God looks at is the intention of the heart. And those blessings will come upon us, this is a promise, and overtake those who obey God. Amen? An anointed and abundant life does not come fully when a person is saved, beloved. Abundance and anointing over your life does not happen fully when a person is saved. It doesn't even happen when you're immersed in the Spirit. It doesn't even happen when you're obedient to a set of church rules. It does not come when a person is demon free. It does not come when a person is free from addiction or free from any demons. It doesn't come by any of those reasons. The abundant life and the blessings that are noted in Deuteronomy 28, beloved, only come when a person is in Yeshua. In Yeshua. And when you are in Yeshua, knowing that Yeshua is the embodied Torah, meaning Yeshua was the word made flesh, he is the he is a, the embodiment the embodiment of the Torah. When we are in Yeshua, we are in Torah. John 1:14 says it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. This teaches us that Yeshua is the Torah embodied in human form. And he lived and breathed and walked and talked and studied And he taught and he prayed Torah. Torah is in Yeshua. Therefore, to be in Yeshua is to be in Torah. So if we're supposed to be in Yeshua, which is also being in Torah, what exactly is Torah? I know a lot of us already have heard this before because we've said it. Torah is the Hebrew word for teaching. It's nothing more than the Hebrew word for teaching. So when Torah is mentioned, it's talking about teachings, the entire scripture, not just what Moses taught. Torah is the entire teaching of the word of God. And so all... Of scripture and then we see this in second and second timothy 3 verse 16 through 17 we see it it says all scripture is god breathed and used for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness to be fully equipped so since all of his word is his teaching all of it is his torah come on somebody It's not only the laws given on Mount Sinai, it is the entire word, it is his teaching. Torah is all the written word of God, from Genesis to Revelation. And according to scripture, Torah is holy, it's right, and it's good, and it's useful for everyone who who belongs to God. So to be in Yeshua is to be in the teaching of the entire word. And these teachings, beloved, they never contradict themselves and they're not limited to a certain dispensation. And I love it when people talk about dispensation. There is no dispensation. The word is not subject to dispensation. It's not limited to dispensations. Every single word in scripture from beginning to end is for today and is for us. And if you want to read a little bit more into this, Matthew 5 is a great resource for that. It's important to note that most believers do not have this understanding of these teachings being the entire, the, uh, of this Torah being the entire teaching. This is why they rebuke or they reject Torah because they only believe that this is what Moses taught, or the law of Moses. When it's not even the law of Moses, it's the law of God given to Moses. He's just a, a an, an interpreter. It's all he was. So believers do not have a strong understanding of this because they believe that Torah is only the law of Moses. And so they reject Torah in in its entirety without understanding that Torah simply means teaching. And the entire scripture is meant for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness to be fully equipped. Come on, praise the Lord. Aren't we grateful that we have Torah? Aren't we grateful that we have truth? Aren't we grateful that we have manna from Genesis to Revelation? He teaches us to live a righteous, abundant, and holy life. Now, the first five books of the Bible are simply a foundation upon which the whole Bible is based on. And so a lot of believers say, well... The law has passed away, but nothing has passed away. Nothing has been dismissed and nothing has been abolished. And we don't understand this. If we don't have proper understanding of this, without proper understanding of this, of what the creator meant to give to man was spoken through Moses but then the entire word is the teaching spoken through his spirit a person cannot understand or will not understand how to live their life the way that god dealt with his people beloved in past ages is the same way god deals with man today so in other words, if people only understand the Torah to be what Moses spoke, they will dismiss what the spirit is speaking. Moses, being an interpreter of what, of God's words, is the spirit when he speaks to us. Is the same. He is the interpreter of God's words into our lives. That's why when you open your Bible, you should say, speak, spirit of God because he is the interpreter of God's entire scripture that's why it's important to be in Messiah because when we're in Messiah we are in Torah and his spirit speaks and we Shema we listen and the word in it conveys the idea of a total submission when we are in Messiah it conveys an idea of Of total submission in other words to be in something means to means that one one property loses its identity to gain another so your flesh loses your identity because you're submitted and you're in Messiah now so when we are in Yeshua we lose our identity our worldly identity and we surrender to him and we become the Torah made flesh we are in Messiah. This is what referred to as the Torah being written on our hearts. To be in Torah or to be in Yeshua is to consume your life with his words, with his thoughts, with his ways, and to follow him no matter what your flesh says. No matter what people say. No matter what the superficial church says or thinks about you no matter what anybody thinks about you to be in in messiah is to be in torah and to be in torah is to consume your life with the words of the father interpreted through his spirit into your life so if we want to live that anointing if we want to live in the anointing of the spirit then we must live in torah We must live in Torah. Now, there's a lot of people who experience visitations of the Holy Spirit. But we don't need visitations of the Holy Spirit. We need habitation in Messiah. I'm going to say that again. We don't need visitations of the Holy Spirit. What we need is a habitation in Messiah. When we habitate in Messiah... We will have visitations from the Holy Spirit all the time. And He will only interpret what the Word spoke, which is what the Father spoke. And this habitation, beloved, only comes when we are obedient to Torah as a lifestyle of intimacy and worship. When we do this, when we have that, when we're obedient to the Torah and we develop a, a lifestyle of intimacy and worship, we tap into a hidden power of his presence. And that hidden power releases into our life abundance. This lifestyle of obedience to the Torah releases blessings that are immeasurable. That's why it hurts when I see people reject the Torah because they are missing out on, the, on this immeasurable blessing. Everyone who follows Torah is blessed. Spiritually. Because we are in Messiah and he is the walking Torah. Now through a lot of study throughout all my life. Through study I have come to the conclusion that. A person can have faith in Yeshua but never be in Yeshua. There's two different things. Having faith in Yeshua and being in Yeshua are two different things. Now, you say that, and people may be surprised. I heard that once, and I was surprised. But do you know that this is a scriptural concept? This is a scriptural concept. Galatians 3 26, for we are all the children of Elohim by faith in Yeshua, for we are all the children of Elohim, meaning the mighty one of Israel, by faith in Yeshua. So we become his children when we are in Yeshua. If we're not in Yeshua, we're simply his creation. But when we are in Yeshua, now we are his children. We go from being creation to being children. So salvation brings eternal life while living in Yeshua brings abundant life. I'm going to say that again. Just, Just simply salvation brings eternal life but being in joshua brings abundant life i want to have eternal life but i want to have abundant life come on i want to have eternal life but i want to also have abundant life so people that come to joshua and simply just say a prayer they may experience salvation but they're never really changed. A lot of people convert without ever experiencing change. Now, this is, this is saddening because not, not a lot of people teach that salvation is not just the ending. Salvation is just the beginning of a long journey of obedience. The promise of being a new creation is fulfilled only when we are in Messiah. I'm gonna say that again. The 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 change or being a new creation or becoming a new creation is fulfilled only when we are in Messiah. Look at what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Messiah, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold all things become new. All things become new when you are in Messiah. So you may have you may have said a prayer and you may have experienced salvation, but abundant life only comes when we are in Messiah and we go from being creation to children where we are in Messiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All things become new only when we are in Messiah. If you can name any popular promise in the Brit Harashah, which is the New Testament, if you can name any popular promise, it will most likely be based upon whether a person is in Messiah or not. Because it is only when we are in Messiah that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. We have our needs that are met according to his riches. And we are alive to God and dead to sin. According to scripture, and I took note of all these scriptures. According to scripture, when we are in Messiah, we are Alive to God and dead to sin, like I mentioned, Romans 6. If you're taking notes, you may want to write this down. When we are in Messiah, we are alive to God and dead to sin. We are under no condemnation, Romans 11. We have the love of God, Romans 8 we speak the truth romans 12. we are workers of god romans 16. we are sanctified first corinthians chapter 1. we are wise first corinthians chapter 4. we are made alive come on we are made alive first corinthians chapter 15. When we are in Messiah, all the promises are yes and amen. Come on. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. When we are in Messiah, we are anointed to stand firm. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. When we are in Messiah, we speak before God with sincerity. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. When we are in God, we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. When we are in Messiah, we are caught up to the third heaven. 2 Corinthians 12. We have freedom. Galatians 2. We're justified by faith. Galatians 2. We are all sons of Elohim. Galatians 3. We are all one in Yeshua. Galatians 3. We are blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing ephesians 1 come on somebody should be rejoicing right now with all these promises when we are in messiah we are created to do his good pleasure ephesians 1. we were marked in him and sealed by the promise of the holy spirit ephesians 1. when we when we are in messiah we are raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places ephesians 2. when we are in messiah we are elohim's workmanship created in messiah to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do ephesians 2 when we are in messiah we come from far away and we have been brought near through his blood ephesians 2 when we are when we are in messiah we are called heavenward come on philippians 3 when we are in messiah we have peace Come on, we have peace. When we are in Messiah, all of our needs are met according to his riches. When we are in Messiah, we have been given fullness of joy. Hallelujah. We also have the assurance of our faith. We are strong in grace. We are persecuted, but we still live because we're devoted to God. This is all in 2 Timothy. When we are in Messiah, we have full understanding of every good thing. And when we are in Messiah, we have the peace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at all the promises that the New Testament talks about for those who are in Messiah. These are the blessings that follow you if you are in Messiah and obedient to the Torah, which Torah is Yeshua. So all of these things are taken directly from the strip, the scripture, beloved and all are true only when we walk in torah through the power of yeshua because his anointing empowers us to do so now it's interesting that we are, we're we're walking into the fall feasts and i don't know if you've noticed that, that this is a time of returning Returning to God because Joshua is near and, and Yom Teruah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. I believe it's a season. It is a season where Joshua is going to return during the Feast of Trumpets because Scripture says he's going to come with a loud sound of a trumpet. And so we may not know the days, but we sure do know the seasons. And have you noticed that our days are becoming shorter? The times are changing, beloved. and this is the the sixth month the biblical sixth month and this is counting from passover counting from yom teruah this is the 12th and the last month of the year this is the month of return and right now we're in the middle of a full 30 days given to reflect upon our lives and repent of our sins This is the time given each year to prepare for the High Holy Days of the Bible, which are the feasts, the feast days of the Lord. And the Feast of Trumpets, or also known as Yom Teruah, is next week for us. Actually, this weekend, it's this weekend we're going to be celebrating Yom Teruah. And then 10 days later is Yom Kippur. So between now and then is a time of preparation and a time to reflect upon our lives and repent if we are not walking in Torah. This is a time to repent if we're not walking in Torah and this is a time to return to the Father with faithful obedience and devotion. That's why I'm so glad that this week's Parsha it covers Deuteronomy 28 because it talks about obedience and the blessings that will befall upon us if we obey and so if we're not obeying and we know we could be doing better this is the time to reflect upon that during these 30 days of Elul this is the time to reflect to repent and return to the Father with obedience it's a time to deshuva repent for the forgiveness of our sins In the book of Nehemiah, the month is, like I mentioned, called Elul. Now, Elul has been interpreted as an acronym with its Hebrew letters, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, and Lamed. And it represents the words found in Songs of Songs, which says, Ani, La, La, Dodi, Vi, Dodi, Li. Which means I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. That is a sign of returning to your beloved. Repenting for not walking in Torah. Or not at least not striving through the help of the Spirit to walk in God's commands. I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. This points to the love that we have for God. This is the month, as Jeremiah 31 20 says, return, O maiden of Israel, return to the cities of yours. It's a time to return, beloved, to return to the obedience of Torah, because returning to the obedience of Torah is going to bring forth blessings in your life. And I'm not talking about material blessings. It could very well be. That he may bless you materially. I'm talking about spiritual blessing. Spiritual blessing. Due due to obedience. That Deuteronomy 28 talks about. And talking about all this. It is fitting that each year at this time. All of Israel. Reads the Torah portion. Kitabo. At this moment. They read this Torah portion because they are reminded through Deuteronomy 28 how important it is to obey. If the people would just follow the instructions of God, then they will be the envy of the entire world. But if we're stubborn and rebellious, there's consequences, beloved. There's consequences. There's curses. And the Hebrew word for curse is found all over our portion. The word curse means to execrate or bitterly curse. It means to declare to be hateful or abhorrent, denounce, or to imprecate evil upon to protest against as unholy or detestable to detest utterly to abominate this is what curse means and this is not a pretty sight now the israelites received this is what they received if they were to not obey but they were if but if they obeyed they would be blessed and the term blessed is Barak and Barak means to kneel by implication to bless God as an act of adoration it also means to con- to greatly praise or salute or thank. now you can see that these terms from curse and bless they're completely opposites And they come into our lives by the different actions that we take, whether we're going to obey or whether we're going to to disobey. So the entire theme of of this portion that that spoke to me the most is that it's a time to return. It's a time to return to obedience, It's a time to return to the blessing of the Father. It is a time to make a choice between life or death. It's a time to repent for knowing the truth and not walking it. Scripture says, Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle the increase of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep blessed shall be your basket and your bowl blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out i love that part of deuteronomy 28 that's one that's verse one through six look at all the blessings not only blessings for you But blessings that will follow your family. So, like I mentioned, this is a time of returning, of repenting, of preparation. And as we read this portion of scripture during this time of preparation, we too need to make decisions in our lives. We too must choose our future. And I enjoy studying this portion because it brings me face to face with this truth. We are in control of our destiny by the decisions that we make. Because the truth is what happened in the past does not really matter. How we were raised does not matter. What faith we grew up in does not matter. Our thoughts, our feelings, our doctrines, our desires, our problems... They don't mean much, beloved. Now, in the present day, we have been presented with the choice to either follow God and His commandments or not, to either obey or not. He's not going to do it for us. Your neighbor can't do it for you. Your son, your daughter can't do it for you. Your mother, your father, they can't do it for you. This is a decision we all have to make. Will or are we willing to follow God in order to receive an abundant and blessed life? Or would we rather have things our way and inherit curses and death in exchange? Are there areas in our lives, beloved, that we have not surrendered yet to the Almighty? Do we have vain traditions just because they're comfortable or fun or exciting? Or are we striving to live in obedience, to please the Father? Whatever action we take after this portion, it proves your answer. And right now, just before Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur, is the perfect time to consider our devotion and our answer to God. I pray that the Father will allow our spirits to leap at this word. The truth of the matter is, we will be blessed if we obey, and we will befall upon curses if we don't. That is the simple truth. And we're the only ones that can make that decision. All throughout scripture, doesn't only talk about it in the first five books of the Bible, all throughout scripture, we see the importance of obeying the commandments of God. Even Joshua says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And Joshua is the father. He is the father. He is the spirit. He is the father because they are one. God is one, not three different people. He's one. God left his throne and all his glory to come to this earth to die for you and I. And he showed us how to live that abundant life through, do, through obedience. And so the decision is really ours. Salvation is not the end, salvation is the beginning. The beginning of a long journey of obedience. And it's good to have the visitation of the Spirit, but we need to live in the habitation of, of Yeshua. We need to habitate in Yeshua. We need to habitate in the Word, in the Torah, in the entirety of Scripture. so right before Yom Teruah this upcoming weekend i pray that you would reflect on the level of your obedience this is what mostly caught me to to reflect on while i was reading this portion my level of obedience could i be doing better yes i could and so this is a great opportunity to repent to turn back to the Father, to turn back to His commands, and ask the Spirit to help us. Because Yeshua, like I said, the days are, are, are becoming shorter, and Yeshua can come any minute, especially during this season. Especially during this season. Especially after reading the report of the heifer being brought to Israel. The heifer is needed for the return of Yeshua. And so we're living in very prophetic and biblical times. It's exciting times, but they're serious times. Definitely times to, definitely a time to read Deuteronomy 28 over and over. Like I said, we could have talked about anything in this portion, but I really wanted to zone in on the importance of obedience and being in Messiah And how being in Messiah is being in Torah. And how a lot of people experience salvation, but they don't experience the habitation. I just pray that that, what resounded mostly to me, I pray it resounds to you. Father, I pray in this moment that you would help each and every one of us to walk in obedience, Lord. I pray that during this crucial time of returning and repenting, I pray that you will help us walk in your word, Father. We can't do it alone, but we have the Spirit. And I pray that your Spirit will help us. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us if we haven't done it up to now. Open our eyes and open up our understanding and help us know that you are with us. And if you are with us, nothing can be against us. Father, help us. Help us grow in the Lord, help us us grow in the word, help us grow in obedience. Help us be the best version of Yeshua that we can possibly be on this earth. Thank you for this time in your word, Father. Thank you for the truth of your word. And thank you for bringing to mind the importance of obedience and what that can cause in our lives. Convict us, Father, of disobedience. Each and every one of us, convict us of disobedience. And let this resound in our spirit, Father, so that we can take proper actions and make the correct decisions. Not only for us, Father, but for our generation to come. Father, we love you. We bless you. Thank you for the feasts that are about, that are about to approach, Father, and are approaching. Thank you because you will fulfill those feasts on, upon your return. And we delight in each and every one of them. Thank you for every listener, Father. Thank you for every person connected. Thank you because I know you spoke to us, Father, as you always do. Thank you for this time. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Beloved, I pray that this blessed you. I pray that it spoke to you. And I pray it caused a shift in your spirit. Shalom.